You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 101st program of Think Again. Think Again is presented by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for more than 23 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're casting a critical eye over the recent federal budget, even while our media have continued to treat the budget with a sort of reverence that seems to confirm the importance of the exercise. Mm, except for a few voices. John Fain, for example, called it the theatre of the absurd in the Sunday Age, adding, quote, government budgets are now theatrical events rather than financial statements, unquote. He thereby joined a growing band of journalists who are not associated with the coalition-aligned nine uh, entertainment and news outfits. Mm. People like Catherine Murphy in The Guardian and Michael Pascoe and Alan Kohler in The New Daily have been basically erasing that same fear of the absurd yeah. message. Yeah, so in the midst of all that confusion and drama, we thought we'd have a look at the budget in the broader context of what's happening to people under the present form of capitalism that's taken root worldwide. This requires us to go outside normal economic and political analysis, outside the box, I guess you could say. We really need to go beyond the usual assumptions that there is no alternative to thinking about things considered to be normal. Yeah, because for Mm. lots of people and for the planet, obviously normal isn't working. No, well, it is working in the wrong way. Mm. So first let's look at what has become normal and why we desperately need to think outside of the normal box and why we desperately need to imagine outside that box, as Jose Ramos two weeks ago in our conversation suggested. Yeah. So we thought we'd start with a powerful article by Ellen Brown titled From Mom and Pop Capitalism to Techno-Feudalism, which was in the Scare Post. It starts with this, quote, In a matter of decades, the United States has gone from a somewhat benign form of capitalism to a neo-feudal form that has created an ever-widening gap in wealth and power, unquote. Ellen Ellen Brown refers to the French economist Thomas Piketty, Piketty, uh, his Capital and Ideology, which we have done already a few times in previous programs, in which he said... The level of inequality in the US is probably higher than in any other society at any time in the past, anywhere in the world, unquote. So you couldn't say it much clearer than that. Hmm. And Brown, Alan Brown, adds to that, quote, 
we are now really all headed into a future dominated by inherited wealth as capital is concentrated in fewer and fewer hands, giving the very rich ever greater power over politics, government and society. Patrimonial capitalism is the name for it and it has potentially terrifying consequences for democracy, unquote. Alan Brown then talks about a form of economic serfdom that has long existed in the US in the United States history ever since the Declaration of Independence at the end of the 18th century. Mm. And it has existed alongside outright slavery and the quite systematic dispossession of native lands, a little bit like this country as well. Yeah. She says, quote, although black and indigenous communities have been disproportionately oppressed, poor people were all trapped in indentured servitude of sorts. Apparently, economic captivity had certain advantages for creditors over outright ownership of slaves because, and she quote, and I quote further from her, slaves had to be housed to be fed and cared for. Three men housed and fed themselves. Three mm. men could be kept enslaved by debt by paying them wages that were insufficient to meet their costs of living. And here we are today. Mm. Yeah, after a few centuries of this, a good spot to remind listeners of another of our usual alternative references. The late David Graeber, an anarchist, and certainly writing outside of the normal box, his enormously important book, Debt, The First 5,000 Years, unquote. And his last work, quote, Bullshit Jobs, The Rise of Pointless Work and what we can do about it. Both of those books show the underbelly of the workings of capitalism. And as Graeber insinuates, not only are many jobs rather pointless, but today many of those jobs are pointless and, and still not pay people enough for them to lead a dignified life. Indeed, we are in the midst of a period of seemingly chronic wage stagnations, with wages often not covering the basic cost of living. Mm -hmm. And as I've just read in the New Daily, with inflation rising more and faster for essential and not discretionary goods like housing, education and health, and less rising for discretionary goods, that of course hits the poor most, adding to the already existing inequality. Mm -hmm. And that is an issue we will deal with in one of our next programs. Mm. So we'll now go to some music, The Evolution of Hatred and Bitterness by Yitzhak Yedid.
My name's Fran Bodkin. I'm a Tarawal woman of the Bidigal clans. My mum was Aboriginal. My dad was a mixture of Irish and Canadian Indian. They made a great pair. Mum was the one who taught me a great deal of what I'd learned about our bush, about our culture and special places. We're in one now. And also my great nan. Um, my great nan was was a, a beautiful little old lady. She's, even then she came up, just about came up to my shoulder, but she was a tiger. She was wonderful. And um, she also taught me an awful lot. Mum wrote down the stories for me, but it was Nan who explained them and the importance of the stories and what I could learn from them. And um, yeah, and she also taught me a lot about the plants and that and how they need to grow together. Um, although they both gave me plant knowledge, it was her knowledge that I'm working on at the moment. It was great Nan's knowledge that I was working on now. And, uh, and it's, it's so interesting. It ties the medicines and the foods and, and the people together. This, this wonderful association. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855am on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about the latest federal budget and what it is not doing as much as what it purports to be doing. Mm. In particular, it does nothing to address wage stagnation and often near starvation wages we just talked about before the break. Yeah, that's right. As a lot of 3CR listeners would know, Many people are working just to subsist and often not even able to do that, keeping afloat by seeking emergency relief from charities, but still often losing stable housing anyway with all the unaffordable rents and unaffordable house prices. Mm. And as Ellen Brown suggests, from leaving the frying pan of one kind of slavery into the fire of permanent dependency on the availability of jobs, to pay for the necessities of survival. Yeah, and back to our main topic, there was nothing in the federal budget to address this wage stagnation, but also there was nothing in the federal budget to raise job seeker and similar Centrelink payments to above the poverty line. And those payments, they come nowhere near to covering the cost of living. Also, there's nothing in the budget to support migrants and international students. In fact, there's a cut to support for new migrants mm. and, it, and there is also the ongoing, the continuation of the imprisonment of asylum seekers. Yes. And nothing in the federal budget for social housing or to boost housing supply. But they retain the tax concessions for those who already gain from private rental income that makes housing inequality and insecurity so much worse. Yeah, and... So overall, the picture is one of destitution, of desperate wage slavery for many people. It's a picture of people working just to live when they can even get a job, but while enslaved to their work, it often still isn't even enough to live on. So what is happening with the tax system in a federal budget, one should ask? Mm -hmm. Would there be a possibility to rejig the, flow, the flows of money and try a bit of redistribution for a change. Mm. Could we ask the most wealthy to pay their fair yeah. share? 
like an Oliver Twist. Please, sir, <laughs> I want some more. Oh, or, yeah. or could we even reverse recent legislation from last year that mm -hmm. accel actually accelerates dramatic tax inequity right into the future? Yeah, it would seem fair, wouldn't it? <laughs> After all, many commentators talk about a very abrupt shift in the country's financial fortunes. We've done well with the recovery. Mm. That has been repeated now Apparently. several times. Mm -hmm. The government has seemingly made a 180 degrees turn on its usual stop spending and cure the debt mantra. Yeah, and started to widely spend to uh, respond to the COVID economic consequences. Supposedly yeah. it's wild spending. Mm. That's right. Meanwhile, some subdued voices wonder where the money will come from when all that spending will have to be repaid. But the hyper-wealthy being asked to pay their fair share? Your short answer to that is no. Mm. Well, when the federal government imposed an increasingly regressive tax regime into the future last mm. year... Which we have commented on in previous programmes. Yeah, well, it, yeah, that's right. It, it, that's right, it was in programmes last year. We talked about that mm. 16th mm. of... A, October last year and 25th of September. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, when that was brought in last year, that inequity regressive, that ramping up of the regressive tax regime, it did soften the blow a bit with tax offsets for low and middle income earners. Yeah. So that was a bit of a sweetener to get it through. Yeah, but as per usual nowadays, Labor capitulated passing the legislation because it feared the backlash it would get in the news and non-entertainment media. Yeah, that's right. So with the latest federal budget, these tax offsets have continued a bit longer, but with the increased inequity still set in legislation way into the future. Mm. All of that, despite Australia being the fifth lowest taxing country among well-off OECD countries, according to the Australia Institute. So that's yeah. amongst about 37 comparable countries. We're actually yeah, a low-taxing yeah. country. Mm, that's mm. right. Um, one should wonder whether the new CEO or chair of the OECD, our former Liberal Minister Matthias Gorman, will have mm -hmm. something to say about this. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. And the arrogance of those who already have too much gets worse. It really does get worse. We yeah. haven't forgotten where much of the JobKeeper money, for example, deriving from all of our taxes went to. Yeah, and the shamelessness of those who are asked to send the JobKeeper revenue back to the government uh, amidst their you know, flyaway profits, mm -hmm. and, and they remained silent or responded indignantly that they were obliged to spread it across their shareholders. So I guess from our pockets, the taxpayers' mm. pockets, into the shareholders' pockets, that's where job, a lot of JobKeeper went. Yeah, and we have also learned, of course, how many companies have then started to rebuy stock with that money and refinance some of their private debt. Yeah, so... I'm thinking perhaps JobKeeper should have been called Profit Increaser <laughs> for those companies. That's it's not right. that funny, though. No, it is certainly not funny. We'll now go, have, uh, go to a short break and continue our discussion after that. Don't have a million dollars and still want to have a good education for your kid? 
Tune into the Dogs Program. We are the defenders of government schools. 12pm on Saturdays here on 3CR. 855 and AM Dial podcast streaming live on 3cr.org.au and 3CR Digital. We defend government schools because they need it. Three CR's annual Radiothon fundraiser launches in June, and this year we're asking you to be part of community-powered radio. It's only with your support that we're able to be independent, community-controlled, and focused on people rather than profits. Your support during Radiothon powers the station to give voice to hundreds of people and issues for another year. And remember, any amount you can afford makes a big difference, and all donations over $2 are tax-deductible. 3CR Radiothon. Show your support during June 2021. 3CR Community Powered Radio. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR Digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're looking at the recent federal budget and going outside the box a bit in our analysis beyond all the marketing buzz and noise. We're particularly critical that nothing has been done about our regressive tax system and the increased channeling of our common wealth into fewer and fewer hands of the most wealthy. Mm. Mm. Despite all the right-wing rhetoric that people like us are attacking productivity, fairer taxes are not aimed at taxing rich people who are actually productive and contributing to society. Uh, We have this from respected economists like Thomas Piketty and Joseph Stiglitz, that a lot of the wealth of these people, um, that they're creating wealth for for themselves, they're not actually producing Mm -hmm. anything or contributing to society. Indeed, capital has been separated from productivity and therewith segregated from the usual ideal circular movements going from investment to production to consumption a bit of profit and the rest going into people's incomes. Mm -hmm. Again, to quote Ellen Brown, quote, industrial capitalism has largely been displaced by finance capitalism in which money makes money for those who already have it in their sleep. Yeah, and, and what a great way to describe it. With finance capitalism, money makes money for those who have it in their sleep. Mm. Yes, and this has only got worse in COVID with the uber-rich really capitalising on the pandemic, as we have mentioned before. Again, to quote Ellen Brown, I quote, These latter-day pharaohs, the planet owners, the richest 5%, allow the rest of us to pay day after day for the right to live on their planet. And as we make them richer, they buy yet more of the planet for themselves and use their wealth and power to fight amongst themselves over what each possesses. Though, of course, it's actually us who have to fight and die in their wars, mm. unquote. Mm. And back to the federal budget, it's astonishing and really reprehensible that there's nothing to deal with climate change, arguably the most urgent matter facing all of us inevitably spilling into all areas of human and planetary well-being and survival. Instead, we have unnecessary and destructive investment in fossil fuels, 
with a proposed gas-fired power station of all things at this point in time. Yeah, and just to amplify that a bit, on Wednesday, Crikey published a list of 27 lies and falsehoods produced by the PM and its government over the last few years. It's a rather depressing but impressive list covering about all areas of governance, including ecology, economy, but also including the more scandalous trickeries and behaviours of its ministers and other mm. personnel. 27 lives. It's really depressing reading. Mm. <laughs> so the tiny glimmer of hope is in the change of the federal government's economic discourse, I think, as we mentioned before, uh, it being less about reducing the deficit and getting back into surplus. I'm talking about the federal budget now. So mm -hmm. they're talking less about reducing the deficit and getting back into surplus and more about investing in care. For example, aged care, childcare and the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Also, uh, well, there's superannuation for low-income earners uh, and emergency financial assistance, plus some help for mental health, family violence and legal assistance for women. So all these things are welcome, of course, but largely uh, they're of short duration and very thinly spread um, according to various experts from those sectors. All the mm. funds across those areas are very thinly spread. Mm. That's right. After all, the government gets the same headlines, whether these areas are adequately funded or just funded to a third or a quarter of what is really needed, given the nature of our media landscape. Yeah, and still with much of the caring dollar set to go into private pockets, which we've also talked about before, like for aged care, childcare and the NDIS, it's really amazing to see all the overnight experts coming out of the woodwork when a steady stream of government revenue becomes available. Mm. Mm. Oh, of course, the privatisation of these sectors is, is notorious. And already some of the wiser and calmer commentators have quietly started to wonder where the money to fill the newly made debt will have to come from. Indeed, without a changed taxation system, it will again have to come from the usual suspects, the regular income earners, mm -hmm. whilst leaving the very wealthy enjoying their tax breaks or allowing them to pay no taxes at all as they locate their business in tax havens. Yeah. Still, I would argue, Shark, the change in rhetoric is a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, yeah, and provides some, it's quite dramatic, really, mm. even while we critique the substance of it. Uh, mm. It does provide some possible openings for uh, deeper ongoing change in our government systems, even if the pandemic, I guess, provided the face saver for the change in discourse to happen. So if this is a crack where the light gets in, to channel Leonard Cohen, we could look at ways of expanding this perhaps and try to influence politicians and the public to widen those little cracks mm. a bit. Mm. Yeah. No, I agree that the, the change in language is an important one because you're now not just being sort of criticised because you use the wrong words. Mm, I can. But we should not forget that we do need another system, as we have been emphasising in many of our previous programmes, and we certainly will continue to do that in future ones. Mm. So we've come to the end of our programme again. Um, we'll go to some community announcements. This week is Education Week in Victoria. 
So to celebrate this week, we suggest listeners contact the Victorian Minister for Education, James Molino, Deputy Premier, who's currently acting Premier, and tell him that basic education costs need to be covered in a supposedly free education system. Too many families are going to charities just so their children don't miss out, don't miss out on schooling and school life. And also families are missing out on food, getting behind in utility bills, etc., and rent just to pay for school books and computers and excursions and that sort of thing. So his phone number is, if you're in Victoria, 96511222. That's 96511222. And also tell the Federal Minister for Education, Alan Tudge, to fund the states properly to pay for the costs of education in government schools, instead of channeling it into the private school system, I might add. Mm. So, okay. yeah, so Alan Tudge is, hmm? go on. And not Fudge, <laughs> as he usually does. Thank you, Jacques. So <laughs> Alan Tudge's phone number, so this is a Canberra phone number, his um, 02 is the prefix, 62777350. That's 02 or 62777350. And you can also tune into a great 3CR program called Defenders of Government Schools on Saturdays mm -hmm. at 12 o'clock. Thanks for, for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio. If you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email borderlands at borders at borderlands.org.au. Our programs are available by podcast wherever you get your podcast from and the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. We would also like to thank Clive Bourne for technical production and music selection. Meanwhile, stay tuned for Jailbreak, which gives a voice to prison inmates, their families and their friends. But just before that, we have World Turning by Yothu Yindi. I've been